Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give Mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Grammar Girl here. I'm Mignon Fogarty, and you can think of me as your friendly guide to the English language. We talk about writing, history, rules, and other cool stuff. This week, we'll talk about using the word drop to mean release, how to pronounce the word often, or is it often, and I have the winning poem from the ACES National Grammar Day Poetry Contest. But first, I have a correction to last week's episode about parallelism. I said you can use a single article before a list of nouns like this. We gave Ashley an iPhone, ring light, and Instagram account. But you actually shouldn't use just a single article in a sentence like that, because some of the items take a and others take an. It's an iPhone and an Instagram account, but a ring light. You can only have one article apply to the whole list when they would all take the same article. You could write about a phone, ring light, and TikTok account, because all the nouns take A, or you could write about an iPhone external monitor and Instagram account, because all the nouns take an. But if you're mixing and matching, you have to put the article in front of each noun. So it would be, we gave Ashley an iPhone, a ring light, and an Instagram account. I'm updating the audio in the original episode, too, and thanks to Dorothy for calling this to my attention. I appreciate it. A listener named Paul recently asked about the use of the word dropped to mean release, as in the album will drop tomorrow. He said, quote, I first noticed this in the field of rap and hip-hop music. This usage seems to have crept into mainstream use somewhat recently. The problem I have with this term is that dropped can also mean canceled, as in season six of the program has been dropped. Does this mean released or canceled? Unquote. I've actually faced the same confusion seeing the word dropped a couple of times, but the use is much older than Paul or I thought, as is so often the case. Urban Dictionary has an entry from 2004, but the Oxford English Dictionary has an entry from all the way back in 1988. And Paul is right that dropped does seem to have started in the rap and hip-hop music scene. That Oxford English Dictionary entry from 1988 is a comment from Joseph Simmons, better known as Run, from the hip-hop group Run DMC in Spin Magazine. He said, quote, I think that I should be able to drop records when I want, unquote. And the earliest 2004 Urban Dictionary example is about rap. The new Jay-Z album dropped last week. Drop is a super old word going back to Old English, dropa. 
It was a noun first to refer to a globule of liquid, and then by about the year 1000, it was a verb referring to liquid falling as drops or globules, according to the Oxford English Dictionary. And like a lot of old, simple verbs, it has a bunch of meanings. Think of dropping in on someone, telling someone to drop dead, to drop back into your old habits, to drop a hint, to drop the search for a missing person, to drop behind in school, to drop $20 on extra fancy cheese, to drop off to sleep, to drop one O from loose to get lose, and so on. So it's actually not unusual that it would also take on the meaning of releasing a record or a podcast episode. It's not even much of a stretch, since dropping a physical record, like, out of your hands onto the floor, could also be described as releasing it from your hands. Releasing isn't how we'd typically describe physically dropping a record on the floor in conversational English, but everyone would still understand what you mean. So drop already means to literally release something in some situations. Rappers also talk about dropping rhymes, as in singing or rapping their lyrics, and that seems to go back to the late 1980s, too. And now I feel like I'm about 80 years old. Those whippersnappers used to talk about dropping rhymes. (laughs) Well, interestingly, the OED doesn't seem to have an entry for drop to mean canceled, like I will never forgive Fox for dropping Firefly which makes me think the usage might be newer than I'd imagined. They have it specifically for sports teams releasing a player, though. Stratton is playing too well to be dropped, from 1951, for example. But nothing about TV shows. So, to sum it up, it looks like drop to mean something like a record is being released isn't as new as it might seem. But you should be careful when you use drop to talk about something that can be canceled, like an ongoing series, so you don't give people the wrong impression. Thanks for the question, Paul. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. Remember the frustration of trying to memorize vocabulary and grammar rules only to find you couldn't actually use the language in real life? Well, there's a better way to learn. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program with millions of users learning 25 different languages, and you can get it on your desktop or as an app on your phone or tablet. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with its intuitive process. It's really different. You pick up the language naturally, first with words, then the phrases, and then with sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now to get started. 
For a very limited time, Grammar Girl listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash grammar. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash grammar today. This next segment is written by Edwin Battistella. When I was growing up, someone in authority told me that the way to pronounce often was often, like off, with a little syllabic N at the end. Often was like soften, listen, and glisten, I was warned, with a silent T. I was young and impressionable, and the T-less pronunciation stuck with me. Later, I learned that the pronunciation with the T, often, was completely acceptable. The preference I had developed for often was just a bit of linguistic prejudice someone had saddled me with. Over the last several years, some colleagues and I have been surveying West Coast students about their pronunciation of often and other things as well. What we found is that the pronunciation often with the T is vastly preferred. Speakers report using it by about three to one, although some noted that they might pronounce the word either way. In class discussions, a few students also report an experience similar to mine, being warned against the telltale T. It seems clear that the pronunciation of often has shifted away from the idea of T-less often. Listen, and you'll probably notice the change too. So where did the prejudice against often come from? Well, historically, often is from oft, so it had a T originally. The writers of pronunciation guides in the 16th and 17th century, called orthoepists, were split on the right pronunciation. During the 17th century, the T pronunciation was widely adopted by educated speakers, perhaps as a spelling pronunciation. That's the phenomenon where speakers pronounce a word according to its spelling, like saying salmon with an L for salmon. Over time, the pronunciation with a T came to be treated as a hypercorrection, and the first edition of the Oxford English Dictionary even said that the pronunciation often, which is, quote, not recognized in dictionaries, is now frequent in the south of England and is often used in singing, unquote. Henry Fowler's Dictionary of Modern English Usage spared the singers, but called often, quote, a pronunciation practiced by academic speakers who affect a more precise enunciation than their neighbors, and the uneasy half-literates who like to prove that they can spell, unquote. Other writers were just as snarky but more concise. Henry C. Wilde called the often pronunciation vulgar and sham refined in his 1932 Universal Dictionary of the English Language, and Alan C. Ross in his 1954 paper on social practices in England simply said that often was upper-class pronunciation and often was not. In the United States, the Harper Dictionary of Contemporary Usage from 1975 was flat-out prescriptive. It said, often should be pronounced often, not often, though the latter pronunciation is often affected, especially by singers, unquote. They must have consulted the OED. Today's Merriam-Webster online dictionary is more realistic and thankfully less judgmental. It cites the pronunciation as often and often, 
with what looks like a division symbol before the often pronunciation. That symbol, called an ableist mark, indicates, quote, a pronunciation variant that occurs in educated speech, but that's considered by some to be questionable or unacceptable, unquote. When people speak in public, my ears are now tuned to how they pronounce often. From what I hear, often is the predominant form, and I sometimes notice speakers switching from one pronunciation to the other. Perhaps there's even a pattern to the switching. That's something to investigate down the road. It's only a matter of time, I suspect, before Merriam-Webster drops the ableist and recognizes often as one of those polyphonic words with alternative standard pronunciations, like either and either, economics and economics, apricot and apricot, and pajamas and pajamas. That segment was written by Edwin L. Battistella, who taught linguistics and writing at Southern Oregon University in Ashland, where he served as a dean and as interim provost. His books include Bad Language, Are Some Words Better Than Others? Sorry About That, The Language of Public Apology, and Dangerous Crooked Scoundrels, Insulting the President from Washington to Trump. It originally appeared on the OUP blog and is included here with permission. Finally, I have the winning poem from the National Grammar Day Poetry Contest run by ACES, the Society for Editing. The poet is Jay Waters, who's retired from advertising and for the past eight years has taught advertising strategy at the University of Alabama in Tuscaloosa. Grammar Poem by Jay Waters I grade grammar guiltily, ill-suited for the task, only steps ahead of my students, my own writing treated with disdain by Grammarly. Oh, that is better. The removed confusion, settling like mud out of lake water, leaving only what I meant to say. Not only does Waters grade a lot of student writing, but he says he also works among, quote, some hugely talented writers, best-selling authors, Pulitzer Prize winners, and AP-style experts, so I'm constantly trying not to embarrass myself with my writing, unquote. He said he turns to Grammarly, a popular software application that provides some general writing advice. Congratulations, Jay. You definitely did not embarrass yourself today. The judges loved your poem, and I'm sure a lot of Grammar Girl listeners will find it relatable, too. And today, Squiggly the Yellow Snail is back for the credits. Grammar Girl is a quick and dirty tips podcast. I want to give some special thanks to those great people that make all this happen, starting with our audio engineer, Nathan Sims, and our editor, Adam Cecil, who says he really loved that thing in elementary school where the teachers would pretend that leprechauns wrecked the classroom on St. Patrick's Day and left little fool's gold behind. And he thinks we should do that at the offices, too. Wow, and I thought my school was wild. Our digital operations specialist is Holly Hutchings, and our ad operations specialist is Morgan Christensen. And I love all our listeners, because when they listen, I get nibbles of chocolate. Ooh, Grammar Girl, can we do an ad about chocolate? I'll mention it. Our marketing and publicity assistant is Davina Tomlin, and our intern is Cameron Lacey. Thanks, Squiggly. And I'm Mignon Fogarty, better known as Grammar Girl. That's all. Thanks for listening. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. 
Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation.